Thank you for joining me for Moments to Ponder First John. I'm Betsy Marvin, and this is Episode 10. I have written this letter to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you will be assured and know without a doubt that you have eternal life. Since we have this confidence, we can also have great boldness before Him. For if we ask anything agreeable to His will, He will hear us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we also know that we have obtained the requests we ask of Him. If anyone observes a fellow believer habitually sinning in a way that doesn't lead to death, you should keep interceding in prayer that God will give that person life. Now there is a sin that leads to death, and I'm not encouraging you to pray for those who commit it. All unrighteousness is sin, but there is sin that does not result in death. We are convinced that everyone fathered by God does not make sinning a way of life, because the Son of God protects the child of God, and the evil one cannot touch him. We know that we are God's children and that the whole world lies under the misery and influence of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has made our understanding come alive so that we can know by experience the one who is true. And we are in Him who is true, God's Son, Jesus Christ, the true God and eternal life. So, little children, Guard yourselves from worshiping anything but Him. 1 John 5, 13-21 John concludes in verse 13 by reminding us of the purpose behind this letter. In fact, it's consistent with the purpose of his gospel. In John 20, he wrote, So that you would fully believe that Jesus is the Anointed One, the Son of God. That was the purpose of the gospel. Here he says that you will be assured and know without a doubt that you have eternal life. I just love how consistent John is in his writings. As I get older, I find myself fascinated by personalities. It's been a journey of self-awareness. Things like the DISC profile or the Enneagram have brought me a lot of clarity in learning more about myself and how I can better interact with others due to how God made me. When I can better understand why you do what you do and why I do what I do, I find that I give grace more easily. I haven't figured it all out yet, but I am always amazed when I see those who don't have grace for others. There are those that feel the need to call out the sin in someone else's life, whether they know the person well or not. I'm not talking about accountability partners, but that person that sends the email or posts the Twitter that calls out sin. It just sounds judgmental because of their right and wrong attitude that assumes that they're right and maybe they are. But we are not the ones to judge. John speaks directly to this as if he were living among us today, and he tells us directly how we're to help fellow Christ followers who struggle with sin. He tells us, 
to pray for them. That's it. Pray, intercede, lift them before the Father. Don't call them out. Don't set them out to dry. Don't confront them in front of a lot of people. John says, pray. Many years ago, I was struggling with how someone was speaking of my mom. The slander was hurtful and untrue, and I could feel the anger building inside of me. How could she do that? How could people listen to it? So one day I asked my mom how she was dealing with it all. She seemed sad, but not angry. Concerned, but not vengeful. I'll never forget what she told me, as it's something I've leaned into many times since. She said, I'm praying for her. When we lift someone in prayer, we are reminded of who is in control and allow God to work in us and in them. Coming back to these verses in 1 John, he says, Since we have this confidence, we can also have great boldness before him. For if we ask anything agreeable to his will, he will hear us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we also know that we have obtained the requests we ask of him. So if we know he hears us, we can boldly pray for those that are stuck in the cycle of sin. In this situation with my mom, I began to pray specifically for forgiveness, healing, and reconciliation. You know, it's interesting what happens in our hearts when we truly pray for those that are struggling with an area of sin. In fact, when we truly pray for those who have hurt us or angered us or seem to have gone off the reservation, it changes how we walk with them. My heart gradually changed to one of forgiveness and hope. The words about my mom didn't actually stop, but my anger did. God gave me new eyes to see the situation and reminded me to trust Him. I'm still praying over 15 years later. I think we love each other best when we pray for each other. So, we've come to the end of 1 John. Let's take a minute to remember the different themes John has used throughout his letter. First, the theme of truth. John warns us to set our hearts firmly on the truth of Christ, leaning into the direction of the Holy Spirit and looking to our own experience with God's heart for salvation. Next, John speaks of the character of God, using words like pure light, faithfully forgiving, cleansing, and love. He is the God who saves, and we have been born of God and enjoy unbroken fellowship with Him. John continually reminds us that Christ is the center, the living expression of God. He is our standard of living. As His disciples, we need to walk this out, not just head knowledge, but something that we do with our whole self. We are to walk in the light as He is in the light. Walk in truth, which manifests itself in love, 
and this is the essence of the Christian life. In his final verses, John closes with a reminder of whose we are. Here are those words taken from the message. The God-born are also the God-protected. The evil one can't lay a hand on them. We know that we are held firm by God. It's only the people of the world who continue in the grip of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God came so we could recognize and understand the truth of God. What a gift! And we are living in the truth itself, in God's Son, Jesus Christ. This Jesus is both true God and real life. It is my hope that you have learned something new, pondered God's Word, and have felt encouraged during our time together. Thank you for joining me. I would love to hear from you, and if you would leave a rating, that would really help this podcast be found by others. Do you know someone that could benefit from a few moments to ponder God's Word? I'd be honored if you would share this with them. And now, may you know that you are God-protected and God-born. May your understanding come alive, and may you, by experience, know the one who is true. You are deeply loved by the one who made you. Amen.